You are about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. I'm waiting for the full moon, Miles Lazarus. And I am the moon, Mars Garbayo. If you would indulge us, we'd like to play the game. The game. You know the one. It's this one. It's the one This is a podcast where each week we challenge each other to find what makes music so special. We call ourselves the game show. It's very loose. We're not really, but whatever. Lucy Goosey. Yeah. Lucy Goose Game. Let's fucking party. And Miles. Mars. This is week two of 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 spooky month. Dawn of the second week. Of the of a, a real graveyard month. And <sighs> Had to we are bringing our second spooky theme. <laughs> the second of them, for sure. The second spooky theme. Mm-hmm. Which is, of course... A song about a monster. Yeah. Uh, so, so we are talking, uh, uh, obviously, Halloween-y monsters. You got your ghouls, your goblins, your ghosts, and your everythings. Uh, right. And, you know, there's no... I know that no one else is participating in this, but guys, you can't cheat by saying that man is the ultimate monster and bringing just a normal song, okay? You, just, <laughs> <laughs> you can't bring any song made by a man. It's got to be within the theme. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Shuffle my papers. Oh, fuck um, shit. No, so you, I think you found this challenge pretty easy. Then yes, I mean yeah, the spooky I, month you, is you, always like fantastic for me because I have a lot of just goofy, campy songs. But uh, I immediately thought of one of my favorite songs uh, that also coincides with this theme. Well, perfect. But uh, before that, I would like to know what inspired that. this theme. Uh, well, as always. I didn't really think of a song before I picked the theme. Love it. Um, because I am a, a being of, of chaos, but like that sort of like, like the sort of chaos that just sort of like casually seeps in and you don't really notice it until it's too late. Oh, the inherent chaos that lives within us for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the song, look, I'm maybe being a little bit predictable with this one and you're just gonna have to forgive me on that one i'll be because uh because the song that i am bringing is eighth wonder by lemon demon fuck yeah uh off of the album spirit phone the you know before before you say anything else i feel like cabinet man would have also been a really good one yeah 
Yeah. I should have thought of that. Cabinet Man would have been a really good pick, but I, I feel like Eighth Wonder is, is more specifically about, like, an act, a monster rather... You know, arguments could be made that the Cabinet Man is, is kind of a man is the real monster situation. For sure. And also, I didn't think of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Continue, please. Now, this song, officially released on Spirit Phone... Which uh, came out a couple years ago, I think, in 2016. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, but it was, uh, a fi- it was released and there was, in fact, a, a little music video that was published on YouTube a full nine years ago. Damn. Uh, so, like, six, six years before, so, like, what? Yeah, like, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, maybe even earlier. So this song has been around for a very long time. Yeah. And I think that's there's a couple of songs like that on on Spirit Phone, where it's just like, oh, yeah, these, this song has been around for a while, but it's like officially properly a thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It fits the theme. Yeah. Um. Now, what's interesting is that, like, Reaganomics is another song on the album that was... That did exist before, but like was completely remastered for uh, Spirit Phone. Yeet. I'm not sure that Eighth Wonder was. I think it's exactly the same as it was, you know, nine, ten years ago. Hmm. Um, which is interesting. Uh, so I, we're just gonna watch the old music video. All right, I'm into it. So without further ado, let's give the song a listen, shall we? Hell yeah. I love waking up with a fucking couple lemon demon in the morning. I am the fifth dimension. And I'll split the atom. And if you see me, you're paralyzed. Pillar of salt. You're mummified. Hello, I'm here. So, what'd you think? I really liked it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we are sort of known Lemon Demon fans. We uh, are. We, what is the we, fan base called? The Lemmies? We're Lemmies. Uh, we're the we're the um the, we're the Lemmings. We're the Lemmings. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um. So this song is inspired by a. Uh, a monster, a cryptid of sorts, a story that came from Dalby on the Isle of Man mm-hmm. uh, in the 1930s um, of the Irving family. Mm-hmm. The Irving family uh, uh, believed that there was a creature called Geth who lived in their house. They, The creature was... A mongoose, it even uh, introduced itself and said that it was a mongoose. A mongoose, in fact, that was born in New Delhi, India in 1852. These are details that are laid in the song. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say it is pronounced Jeff. Oh, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Um, so uh, the Irvings said that this Jeff would... Just sort of live in the house and talk with them and and hang out. 
and eat their their biscuits and chocolate and bananas. <laughs> cute. Um, and just sort of seem to be kind of cute, to be honest. Mm. Certainly doesn't seem like the type of spirit that you want to get exercised or anything. Yeah. Um, however, uh, the Irving family left the home and uh, sold the fa- the the farm where Jeff lived, and st- they didn't take Jeff with them. Mm. So uh, a, uh, a, a a Leslie Graham, who a the who is an actor whose name I've certainly heard, but you know they're old. Sure. Um, uh, they bought the farm and then claimed that they had shot and killed Jeff. Mm. Um, however, the Irving family. Was like they saw the body. I was like, "Yo, that's not Jeff." Yeah, and uh, and you know, I imagine that Jeff didn't want to stick around with this dude Probably who was not. hanging around killing mongooses. Yeah, or like what happened in the nice family who fed me all those biscuits, chocolate, and bananas. Yeah, my three favorite foods for sure. And apparently, Jeff uh, scared mice out of the house for him. Oh, see, that's super useful. Yeah, it's basically, like having a cat. The food was left for him in a saucer suspended from the ceiling. That's fucking strange. <laughs> and apparently uh, went with the Irvings regularly on trips to the market. Mm. But just, right. st- but like staying out of sight and just chatting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, obviously fucking everyone was like, yeah, okay. Bunch of liars over here living in a house. For sure. Just lying about this this cool mongoose. Bunch of lying liars. Um, and uh, uh, some psychics apparently came by and were like, it's a ghost. And the family was like, what are you doing? For sure. No, I just find it really interesting that uh, because Jeff claimed that it was the eighth wonder of the world, which is a fantastic claim. If I was a spirit, I would as well. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But like you look at the other you know, ancient wonders, and it's like, you know, the Great Pyramid of Giza, and the fucking mausoleum, and the the Statue of Zeus, and the Lighthouse of Alexandria, and a mongoose. <laughs> and, and a mongoose. Like, hmm. <laughs> don't know if, uh, don't know if that fits in. I feel like you should find a new category, perhaps. This one seems to be taken by big fuck-off buildings. Also, I don't think you're ancient if you were born, like, mm, 160 years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do love Jeff being like, just like, yeah, you know, I got the confidence. I got the, the, the clout. You know, I'm just a fucking mongoose that scares away mice. Yeah, but, bitch. But, like, yeah, I'm the fucking eighth wonder of the goddamn world. Yeah. What I really like about uh, uh, Neil Cesariga's music is that, like, I didn't know about like the backstory of this song, uh, and also I haven't heard this song too much. I'm a, I'm a very bad uh, lemming. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> like I've I've listened to all of Spirit Phone, but I don't like go back and listen to a lot of the individual tracks of often. Um, but uh, I like it because, like, listening to this song, I can just. Do- like enjoy it as a weird story similarly to cabinet man or to like touchstone telephone or whatever um and uh, i didn't know about jeff the the real life 
sort of uh, thing that happened. Uh, and I found it to be like a really just interesting song. I thought the music video was really cute uh, and really wonderfully done to like be yeah. a, a lyric video before lyric videos were super popular. Um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. What a great song. Now, I, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you could have some any magical beast just sort of hang out around your house what would it be and like do shit for me or just like hang out maybe but mm, what you kind know, of spirit you, pet you not i'm not saying pet i'm saying like animal friend okay my first thought was a ferret but i think that's because i'm stuck on mongoose like um, it ha- like i think the rule is that it has to like no matter what you pick it it can talk for sure hmm hmm what a, hmm this is really scratching my brain I wouldn't mind a ferret. Maybe a little rat. I think a little rat friend would be nice. Little rat friend? Because it's so chunky. What about you? I think I would go with like a a beast that very much looks like a crow until it decides that it doesn't need to look like a crow anymore. All you right. know what I mean? Hmm. Like it's it's a it's essentially a crow, but it's also like spookier than that. For sure, a spooky little lump. Yeah, and it can like. You know, like, I'm just, like, imagining it, like, spreading its wings and then, like, in that, in the inky blackness of its feathers, just opening a bunch of weird eyes all over its body. All right. And just doing some weird shit or whatever. But, like, it's chill, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, like, talks and hangs out and gossips with me. For sure. That's one of the things I really like about this song is that, like, it really gets the simultaneous, like, chilling, but also the ego of Jeff. I feel like creatures like this would have some kind of ego, being as they can talk. Oh, yeah, for sure. And stuff. I mean, it is claiming to be the eighth wonder of the world, and I do find that really fascinating. What if I just went around and started calling myself the ninth wonder of the world? Do it. Put it in your Twitter bio, baby. I, all right. Do it. Okay. My Twitter, um... Uh, what's it called? Subtitle is currently slamming in the back of my Dragula. Is that fun? I listen to only one Rob Zombie song and it's Dragula and I listen to it every fucking day. Are you changing your Twitter bio right now? Yeah. God. Well, you said, you said. Thank you. Go follow, uh, uh, at Cozy Goth Mars. <laughs> yeah. For all of my, um, for all of my very good Tweets that I surely do. I forgot about what your header image was. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to uh, Pixelami Art on on Twitter for doing my incredible oh, banner and for great. and for being a a very cool friend. Hell yeah! Oh man! Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> so Miles, sir. What song do you have? What monster are you bringing to the table? What beast of the night? What wicked force upon this world are you erupting from your your cryptid caverns? For sure. Um. Well, I do you like like my energy? I love it. You know I do. Um, uh, I I went a little bit more classic than you did. I honestly am kind of kicking myself for not being a bit more creative with it. Uh, But I saw an opportunity and I took it. Um, So this is just genuinely one of my favorite songs. uh, Just of all time, pretty much. Uh, And there isn't too much of a lead up to it. Uh, This is the song Lil Red Riding Hood by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Hmm... 
It's not it's not ringing bells, but I might have heard it. Maybe. It's uh it's from 1966, so the links to it is basically like a YouTube lyric video or nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> right, that's what we're yeah. going with today. Sure. Uh, yeah, so this song came out in 1966. Uh, it is by uh, Sam the Sham, otherwise known as uh, Domingo Samundio, uh, a Mexican-American man. Uh, he is still currently alive. I don't believe he is currently making music still. Uh, but yeah, this is one of his top hits. So without further ado, I want to fucking get in it. I want to jam Let's it. Let's fucking get into it. Let's jam it, baby. Ow! So, so, what did you think? I enjoyed it. It is a, a very, it is, it, it is not a song necessarily that I would pull up myself, but if it's like, you know, this is a song that I very much would expect in like, you know, a, a Halloween p- playlist on, at a family party. Oh, for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like people uh, just hanging around drinking, drinking for, uh, Fucking apple juice or whatever bullshit. <laughs> For sure. You know, at their Halloween party with their grandma. Yeah, you know those bullshit Halloween parties with apple juice? With your grandma at the apple juice party for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Where you drink the apple classic. juice? Yeah. Yeah. We all remember. <laughs> Weirdo. So, uh, only, only 90s kids remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I can't remember how I found this song. Uh, probably on like some sort of playlist from when some I was some family team. playlist from a, a from family an apple party. Juice party where, perhaps where you're maybe apple who knows? Juice. No one can really say. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of vintage Halloween music. I'm really fascinated by like what created the trend in rock music to start creating just fucking halloween jams for no reason like screaming jay hawkins was just like i've decided to be goth i am goth <laughs> come fuck this and everyone was like i mean for sure dude for sure yeah, I, we get I, it i i i feel like like i feel like you know i i am sort of slowly getting to the pit place where i am like starting to slowly put together some music. Um, And I think I want my first, like, proper album to be a Halloween album. Mm, For sure. Now people release Christmas albums. Yeah. Halloween album, baby. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I just want to... I want to get a real uh, Andrew Gold start to my career. Fuck yeah. Put a fucking firm hand in it. Andrew Gold released that fucking Spooky Scary Skeletons album, and then... Like, all, like, has since, he's still active and has since released a bunch of albums of, like, genuine, like, acoustic guitar music. <laughs> of Love him, that. Like, you know, fucking going off. 
Fuck yeah. You know, it's it's nice to commit to the aesthetic, but it's also very fun to just do wild shit out of nowhere. Yeah, for really. sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm a very big fan of vintage Halloween stuff. Uh, very much so all the, like, Screamin' Jay Hawkins stuff, or, like, the, the Cab Calloway stuff. It's very fun. Um, And honestly, when I was, like, looking up stuff for this, I didn't know that it was from as early as 1966. Like, that was quite surprising to me. Because while it does have the uh, sound quality of being filmed inside my butthole, um, <laughs> <What>? it's... <laughs> <laughs> disagree with me get in the comments um get the uh, fucking comments get in the fucking comments it sounds like it was filmed in my specific butthole the acoustics aren't the best uh the sound is very modern uh i wouldn't be so, surprised you know, if this there was from the is, 90s there is a audio technique where mm-hmm. you Film basically just like you are in an empty room you play a like sharp like loud very quick clip of just static mm-hmm. and then you use that as a way to like calculate the ambient room noise huh That's so this is it is like so basically like using this you can either like get rid of the room noise of audio or hmm. you can uh apply it to other audio to make it sound like it was recorded specifically in that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, now the reason why I bring it up is because I just imagined that. (laughs) (laughs) Of just sticking a little microphone in my butt? I mean, I wasn't picturing anything particularly vividly, but just the abstract phrase of, yeah, do a sound test in my butthole. (laughs) Can we get a sound check? Can we get a sound check? Is the microphone on? Is the microphone on his butthole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tap the mic. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and t- <laughs> Can we get a sound check? One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> so, despite so... it being filmed in my, uh, recorded in my butthole, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone told me this is from the 90s <laughs> and it was a band. Just opening up in a studio. Just opening <laughs> up a studio. You know, the uh... Beatles actually recorded their fifth studio album in my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, fuck Abbey Road. Uh, Abbey Road's for fucking losers. It's all about Miles Lazarus's butthole. And no, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> no, but the recording space, you know. It's been open estate. for a while. Like, I, I took over it when I was born. Uh, but it was previously belonged. It belonged to, and wait for it, and wait for it, and wait for it. I'm Googling who died in 1997. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> okay, it was previously owned by Mother Teresa. Okay, we've we've arrived. We the train has ar- the train has arrived at the station. Sort of, mm-hmm. sort of. The engine is sputtering, but it made it. <laughs> so we need so. to please stop doing this bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it has a very modern sound, uh, Little Red Riding Hood does, and so does Sam the Sham. Uh, and yeah, it's a it's a very like fun rock and roll, like almost kind of proto punky kind of like 
guitar riff. Uh, I I really enjoy it. And it's just a song about Little Red Riding Hood uh, and the Big Bad Wolf and this sort of like romantic storytelling of saying like he would never hurt her and all he wants to do is love her and protect her. Um, uh, but he's still a big bad wolf and he knows the connotations and he's like, listen, I'll just rep- pretend for a little bit until she can trust me and she won't run away as soon as I tell her that I'm a wolf. Uh, and I love the ending and how it's, because all throughout the song he's like doing his little owls. Uh, and then at the end he goes, I mean, bear. <laughs> I'm a sheep. <laughs> bear. <laughs> Which I love yeah. because it implies that he's doing it in person. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's uh, very good. It's it's really like, it's great to see people having fun with the audio landscape, especially in the 1960s where things were still developing. Uh, I think it's just fantastic. Uh, yeah. And I'm really glad I got to uh, bring this little fucking ditty. I also have a, a soft spot for like wolves and werewolves and stuff. So, you know, I had you to. Know- there's a through line so far, and the through line is that both of our songs are about monsters just sort of having a casual conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because we're fucking monster apologists. Oh, for sure, for sure. And we want these sympathetic stories of the real monsters, our good friend monsters. Yeah, our good friend the monster. Yeah. Uh, so remember that I- mon- remember the monster that I think was just called Monster. In Looney Tunes, that was the big red monster with the tennis shoes. Oh, yeah! Oh my god, you just blasted me with a memory. Hey, if you want more Looney Tunes content, uh, donate to our Patreon. Yeah! To the, to the Lunar Lights Patreon and go listen to uh, the new Just Add Water. That'll be up soon. <laughs> the, yeah. Soon. Um, soon. This is a good soon. opportunity uh, mm-hmm. to... Uh, take it to the break so that yeah. we can talk about some stuff. Fuck yeah, let's go there. Run. Yeah, let's go to the break. One, two, three, let's go. Surprise, bitch. Okay, well, I did it because we're out of the break now. Yeah, that so. was very fast. You're very strong. Uh, thank you. I have the biggest muscles that I use to to do a lot of stuff. To lift up, you know, people. lift and punch <laughs> and carry people over puddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing a lot of like you know lifting old ladies across the street and shit like that, and mm-hmm. helping dogs get out of trees and whatever. Yeah. Um, so Mars, I have a quiz for you. Yeah, and it is a. Halloween quiz. A Halloween uh, quiz. It's everything Halloween. It's everything spooky. We got the works, baby. Got five questions for you. Are you ready? You know what, Miles? You know what? I am ready. Fuck I'm, yeah. I'm ready for the first time in my life. Well, thank God. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so I, the first and question. That's untrue. I was 40 minutes late to the recording. Listen, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, question one. Yeah. Approximately, how many years old is the festival of Halloween? Is it A, 1,000 years, B, 6,000 years, or C, 12,000 years? Um, hmm. Now, I would have thought a couple hundred, so. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead, I guess I'm going to, I guess I'll say 6,000? Because, like, my reasoning is, like, like... I would have thought way lower than that, 
so it ca- it can't be one thousand because that's the lowest one, and it's it, the other ones are so ridiculous. Like it has to be, but like I, I'm just gonna I'm going with six thousand. Yeah. All right, you're looking in six thousand. Yeah. You are correct. All right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Six thousand years. Total guesswork. Six thousand years. Mm-hmm. So where did it originate? Uh, oh, I don't have it written down, but I believe it was Ireland. Um, it's oh uh, yeah, the, that, I uh, think that uh, yeah. I mean, look, let me look at Halloween origins because they used to carve it uh, faces into turnips. <laughs> That's all I remember. It's Celtic. Um, uh, it's a it's been a Wiccan uh, occasion for many many years. Um, yeah, people light bonfires. They wore costumes to ward off ghosts. Uh, and it's uh, it was named uh, All Saints Day. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Halloween baby. Halloween baby. So, so, so. I'm keeping you on your toes. So, question number two: Who directed the film Halloween from 1978? Oh fuck! Oh god! Okay. I have some options. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, I should. I should probably hear the options. Yes. Is it A. Wes Craven? No. B. Stephen King? No. Or C. John Carpenter? It was John Carpenter. That was the one that was in my head. Yes, it was John Carpenter. Yeah. He also did the score. He is a very fantastic and talented man. He's he, he's done a lot of shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, question number three. Question according, number three. According to ancient myth, on Halloween, if you put your clothes on inside out and walk backwards, what will you see? Is it A, a witch, B, the spirit of a dead relative, or C, Bloody Mary. I feel like it's gotta be okay. So I, I, Bloody Mary is it's not that it because there's a very specific and well known ritual about Bloody Mary, and I also I listened to the Cryptid Keeper episode about Bloody Mary, and they didn't mention this shit, so it, it's not Bloody Mary. So I mean, my instinct is to say the spirit of a dead relative, but I feel like in a lot of these fucking superstitions it's just like yeah if you do this one random bullshit a witch will pop out it's like as if these because like which doesn't make any sense to me because like witches i i feel witches are just normal people for the most part right yeah i mean back then it was sort of like you know they you don't know what the fuck they'll do street smarts keep them on their toes you can't just Um, summon a witch you can like give a witch a phone call give a witch a ring and like hey helen you want to come over here? fucking house, maybe. Yeah. You can't just fucking so. summon a witch. So I'm going to say spirit of a dead relative. Final answer, spirit of a dead relative? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry, it was witch. Motherfucker, what? how do you- you can't summon a witch. I know, right? Like, it's not like it's a fucking- like, it's not a- it's not a fucking seance. You yeah, know it's what I mean? Like, like- Like, they're people. You it's do- like being able, like, I know that they're still, like, a quote-unquote supernatural creature, but that's like saying if you put on your clothes backwards, a zombie will appear. Like, how the fuck did the zombie find you? Right, yeah. And, like, fucking, like, yeah, like, anybody could be a witch. You don't know. They're hiding. It, they could be your neighbors. They could be your dog. Honestly, it was probably just, like, some fucking idiot did this in the dark and, like, <laughs> Their fucking sister walked out of their room and was like, oh shit, a witch. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, shut up, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Who sang the 1962 song, The Monster Mash? Oh, was it, fuck. I brought, was it a? This, I brought this song and The Monster Swim. 
Yes, you did. I should know this. You should. Was it A, Sally Sings and the Dead Walkers? No. B, Frankie Mania and his Bloody Orchestra? No. Or C, Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers? It was Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Yeah, got it. Yeah. All right, last question. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Which phobia means you have an intense fear of Halloween? Is it A, selenophobia, B, sewenophobia, oh, or C, chiriptophobia? I could have said that better. Chiriptophobia. It's hard to read it. You know what I mean? None of these words. Okay, look. Like, I'm sure that phobia names are helpful to specific professions. Correct. And that's fine. But they are meaningless to most people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's just, in, in that, in that, like, just saying a, a random phobia names, being like, what is this one? It's like, like, doctors just ran out of letters, okay? Yup. It could be anything. Could it could be, a, it could be absolutely anything. <laughs> I'm protesting. You're protesting, but unfortunately, the answer is that you will find out, it makes a lot of sense when I explain it to you. And it's not just random bullshit. Okay, well, I'll go with the third one. Uh, you mean, uh, chiroptophobia? Sure, could be. Uh, it is, in fact, sewenophobia. Uh, because sewen is the Wiccan, uh, holiday associated with October 30th. Uh, it is the pagan tradition of, instead of, uh, uh, celebrating Halloween in the ancient tradition, it's a Celtic pagan sort of thing, um, going back to the, like, 6,000 years ago, uh, where you used to honor the, uh, end of the festival and you would go and see, uh, the spirits of, uh, the dead that you've lost. Uh, and it's all about remembrance and it's basically, uh, pagan New Year's. So they use the word so when, uh, for the fear of Halloween. All right, well, you've you've thoroughly shown my ass up, so. This is a very butt-heavy episode. We've all got them. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's got one. You know what? You're right, Muzz. Everyone's got them. <laughs> Gotta have it. Gotta have that bit. I mean, uh, on, on some deep human level, we can all relate to each other by the fact that we all have a butt. That's going to be the next, like, pro-peace, like, pro-world peace song. It'll be on, it'll like, be a bumper sticker for sure. Yeah, coexist, but it's we all have buttholes. Yeah. So that was the Halloween quiz, Mars. You did really fucking good. Didn't, I only got like two out of four, didn't I? I like three out of five. Oh, well, I got all my numbers wrong, so. You sure did. Uh, well, shit. I'm, I'm, I guessed, I guessed, I always guess. Do you feel educated now? Um, well, I mean, you know, I try and learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um... But, uh... But this no, wasn't it. <laughs> No, but only because I never feel like I know enough. Hmm, that's, that's fair. Well, Mars. Was that guess... answer, was that re- answer real enough for you? Yeah, it was really real. I loved it. Alright. Uh, but it does bring us to the... What's it? The happy, the joy disc of fun times. Oh, 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 right. We called it the joy disc, didn't we? You also said last week that you wouldn't remember what we called it, and I didn't either. <laughs> so it, I think it was the joy disc of good times. I, I think, I think, I think we're kissing the joy disc. Yes, we are kissing the joy disc. Okay. Give a kiss well, to the disc of joy. Let me, let me kiss the joy disc. Please. It's all I've wanted. As is tradition 
on this podcast that since I challenged Miles, I am now going to shuffle through all my songs and uh, kiss that joy desk and find out just whatever random song we're going to talk about. That decides to grace us this episode. Oh, this is a good one. All right. What do you mean, all right? I don't know. Tell me. What do you mean, all right? I don't know. I just had a, said a word. doesn't mean anything. Okay, but I'm watching you. I'm suspicious now. Oh, jeez. Well, the song is not very Halloween-y. Oh. Which I will say up front. But, you know, that's the nature of random. It sure is. And the song that I have been um, gifted this this episode is Garden Shed by Tyler, the Creator. Oh, hell yeah. This song was... Uh, uh, the song is part of the the uh, 2017 album by Tyler the Creator, uh, known interchangeably as Flower Boy and Scumfuck Flower Boy. Yeah, yeah, I just say Flower Boy. I I tend to just say fl- I feel like most people just say Flower Boy. Mm. Uh, so this song is uh it, oh it, it importantly. This song features Estelle. Oh, I forgot about that. God, I love her. Which is, she is fantastic. <sighs> you know, obviously, you know, I, I, a lot of people will know her as being the voice of Garnet on Steven Universe. She also has a very storied and uh, a, a very storied music career. Oh, yeah. Her releases, shocking anthem, American Boy. Uh is constantly putting out music and is just very, very powerful and very cool. Yeah, we love her. Um, and, uh, I think let's just listen to it, huh? Yeah, fuck yeah. It's been a hot minute since I listened to anything from Flower Boy. I was in, ain't no reason to pretend. Got a shit, got a shit, got a shit, got a shit for the ghost songs and feelings that I was got in. So. So. What you think? I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite tracks from Flower Boy. It's definitely like a type of favorite track from Flower Boy. I mean, Flower Boy's such a fucking. It's an iconic album, lads. Oh, yeah. We cannot oh, fool yeah. ourselves um, by saying anything otherwise. Uh, uh, and this is one of my favorite, like, because on, uh, on Flower Boy, there are some tracks that are really fast-paced uh, and are just a bit more, like, traditional, goofy Tale of the Creator. Other ones are about, like, this, like, being afraid to come out and wanting to die because of it, quite frankly. Uh, and yeah. it's a really fucking gorgeous track and it's sad as shit and estelle makes it just like i mean she always adds so much to any song that she's on even though she doesn't say a lot in this um yeah i don't know it's what it's a fucking great song yeah i mean yeah i mean the song is yeah very very clearly very blatantly about uh tyler's uh semi coming out story not really Mm. um I don't think he has ever officially, like, confirmed what his sexuality is. Not like it matters. No. Um, 
and like he even fucking like talks about it in the uh, about that at the at the end Mm. uh saying this is crucial subject matter sensitive like cooking batter uh and uh i i like that for two reasons uh because the 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 it's like i like the sensitive like cooking batter line because it can be interpreted like two ways but it, it either that like you know the mixture of the batter has to be right mm. to uh to make the perfect bread or whatever thing you're making yeah and uh you know maybe at this time he just did he does doesn't know what like what that mixture is quite yet yeah the other the other interpretation is sensitive in that like the recipe is hidden altogether mm. the idea of a secret family recipe mm. i really like and that, yeah. and you know it is when you make it it is delicious and impactful and very personal and it's not a recipe that you share because it's something that's uniquely yours yeah um and yeah i i think that like you know there when Fireboy was coming out there was a lot of fucking talk about like like oh is he fucking you know coming out as as gay or bi or whatever mm. and like it's definitely a major theme on this album is his you know discussions with himself about his sexuality but like focusing super hard on that is sort of missing the the forest for the trees a little bit yeah i definitely agree with that um but you know I mean, this song is is very much directly a- about that. So, mm. yeah, yeah, um, it's uh definitely with Flower Boy. Like, it is about his sexuality, but isn't it wonderful that it's about that, and we still don't know. And I think that's what being creative when being queer is, is that there's so many feelings that are given to you and that are associated with you, but you never really have to name it, and that's your right not to name it. Um. And that, like, honestly, like, a lot of people, again, you were saying, like, they miss the forest for the trees because they only see it as, like, ooh, what kind of meaning can I dissect from him being gay uh, or being any sort of, like, whatever his sexuality is? Like, what can I discern from this? What is he? I need to have a name for it. They miss the whole points about how, like, him not being able to come out has led to him being deeply sad and feeling deeply unsatisfied and not being able to trust the people he's friends with because he doesn't know how they'd react. Uh, And that's nothing against them. He just fully doesn't know because he's never been able to be out before, uh, which is something that so many of us deal with. Uh, And sometimes, like, even though you feel like, I should be safe here, there's always the anxiety right at the back of your head. There's always the what if. And this album is full of what ifs to me. Um, and Garden yeah. Shed, I feel like it's also great that, like, instead of choosing to do a coming out of the closet metaphor, he did a living in the garden shed metaphor because he's surrounded by all this creativity and he's in this, like, beautiful place, but he's stuck in the musty, cobwebby garden shed uh, where he's chosen to stay. <laughs> yeah. Which, there's a lot of metaphors there, and I, I think that's really incredible. Yeah. Uh, this This song is really exceptional this album is really exceptional definitely one of my favorite albums mm-hmm. of all time oh, i think probably same big same um my uh when my cousin came over igor is fine <laughs> igor's fine <laughs> when my cousin came over for like 
I think it was someone's birthday and she's like 14 now. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I do a music podcast with my friend in America. And she was like, oh, do you listen to Tyler the Creator? And we like bonded over listening to Tyler the Creator. So Hell like, yeah. shouts out, Hell man. Yeah. Like, you're bringing my family closer together. We have a very similar music taste. It's unnerving. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, what a good song. Yeah, what a good fucking song. Goddamn. Sad as shit now. Yeah. Well, that was that's the spooky Halloween vibe. Is being sad. Is being is being kind of sad. You know what? Usually, about being gay. Usually, that's <laughs> usually on this show we're really happy during the spooky month because we're goth bitches, um, and we like being extra. Uh, but you know what? There are other sides to being spooky, and sometimes it means being sad and gay. <laughs> So sometimes it means being sad and gay. Hey, do you want to wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up, baby. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, the game is over. We hope you've enjoyed Art of Vision Ghost Radio, and we will see you next week for another round. I'd like to thank Marble Cantus for being our wonderful narrator. You can find her on Twitter and on Twitch at Marble Cantus. That is Marble C-A-N-T-U-S to find everything that she does. If you enjoy the show, please do share with a friend and uh, leave us a rating on iTunes and uh, we'll read it out. And uh, yeah, sharing it with a friend is uh, just sharing the show with a friend. Sharing the sharing the show with a friend means that both you can get something to talk to with them. And also it helps us because it helps us spread our love uh, further and farther. And, it would be and we already know that you're cool. Yeah, so we already know like, that you're cool. So like we know that all your friends are cool. Yeah, so like share share with a friend and be really fucking cool and really amazing. Yeah. Um and uh hey uh, uh you can find us uh, on Twitter at Artcus Pod. Hey Miles. Hey Miles Pan. What spooky theme have you got in store? So this for is me, So this Mars. is um this is a fucking uh uh game changer. I actually prepared a theme. Woo! Ooh. Uh, woo. <laughs> I was thinking of him because I was because again I didn't want to clash with anything that we've already done either this year or last year so I was like oh what's something different uh, so I would love to hear from you next week a song that haunts you either because it sounds oh, fucked shit. or because of the association that you have with it so I would like a song that oh, haunts you fuck oh that's a that's a tricky one mm-hmm. that's a good one mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm I was considering doing a horror movie song, but I know you don't watch horror movies, so I was like, that's unfair. Yeah, no, it, yeah. I, I would just see if there was any songs in, in Maniac Gap. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, thank you once again. Thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio, and we will see you when we see you. Now let's go back into the garden shed. Oh, I don't want to go back. I really don't want to go back. <laughs>